The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, and welcome to TCR. Three nobodies talking about the masterworks of horror cinema. We're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. Whoa, hey, it's Black another. Bam, bam, bam. Um, it is a. Uh, it's another. It's another Tuesday here in November. It's um, getting uh getting closer to uh thanksgiving is that does this episode come out the tuesday before thanksgiving or that's the next one uh that's the next one uh, okay all right well it's not thanksgiving yet you guys don't get excited uh, <laughs> um but we are uh we're getting ever closer uh to that joyous day full of pie and uh you know other sorts of pie and um so many potatoes so yes potatoes um starch given (laughs) somebody i work with um said today i just overheard my mom makes the best mashed potatoes and i was just like can you have like a really a really elite mashed potato recipe like it's super hard to fuck up mashed potatoes unless you're making them from the instant shit and you put Mm -hmm. too much water so you're just having fucking potato broth (laughs) <laughs> hey i'll take a potato bro <laughs> no i've had a potato broth in my day <laughs> and knock you, you blow your balls clean off so we're, good we're potato broth <laughs> no nah, but i mean like it's super hard <clears throat> to fuck up mashed potatoes yeah it can be done i'm just saying it's difficult yeah. you gotta try to fuck those up uh conversely it's really easy um to fuck up um mashed cauliflower oh yeah back to the broth <laughs> it's so easy it's the first step you've made it what you fucked up should have just yeah. not done that <laughs> mm, planning on eating <laughs> shit for dinner <laughs> try cauliflower now whoa, whoa whoa i like cauliflower i don't like mashed cauliflower or rice no, cauliflower it, it's just it's water with shit floating in it <laughs> And if you serve that at Thanksgiving, you're a terrorist. Yeah, no, I don't like mashed or rice cauliflower, but I I do like you know, just like yeah, I'll eat a white tree. I ain't gonna eat a mashed <laughs> rice though because that shit is gross. It's nasty. I don't know. <laughs> Cauliflower's got a very distinct flavor. I don't know why they were bad. <laughs> I don't know why they were like, which vegetable can we use? Uh, to trick people into thinking they're eating potatoes. It's like, well, the white one. I'm like, nope. Hell, try some of this haunted broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Boo broccoli. Wasn't he in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. Boo broccoli. That was silly. Oh man, I was gonna say it sounds like a it sounds like some sort of ghost that uh, teaches you about vegetables on Sesame Street. (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, all month long we've been. (laughs) 
Cause you're so smooth. <laughs> I could be if you would let me. It's my Ooh. job to derail it. <laughs> and I've been employee of the month for four years. <laughs> this month in our limited series. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've been talking about horror comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, so far. Uh, we talked about Night of the Creeps. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this week we'll be we we will be discussing uh, Kendall's we'll pick. Be. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anybody get a Mister Ed reference? I felt like the oldest man alive just now. No, the over sixty crowd's loving it right now. All right. <laughs> There's a few. Um, <clears throat> we were talking uh, Kendall's pick this week. Kendall, why don't you tell the fine folks uh, what you assigned this week? This week we watched Shaun of the Dead. <gasps> Shaun of the Dead. Man, I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a it's on a pretty regular rewatch here, but when I was watching it tonight, I realized it, it you know, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I realized it's probably been a, two or three years since I've really just sat and like, just watched it from start to finish. Same. Um, and I was just delighted to, to be back. Um, it is, uh, just as wonderful as I remember. And, uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, Man, I've only seen it once, so uh, at least five years ago, and uh, yeah, I loved it then. And spoilers, I loved it again. Mm. Um, I didn't see this theatrically. I think I was telling Elise while we were watching it. I was like, um, "This is the only Edgar Wright movie that I didn't see." in a movie theater and then i remembered that he made scott pilgrim so there's two but um we talked about how much i just so very much hate scott pilgrim i i, I hate it so much mm-hmm. it's got a big resurgence right now man i saw scott pilgrim and absolutely hated it and then i rewatched it and i liked it <laughs> it's all the <this> story <laughs> I watched it again with Doug. <laughs> Maybe I should watch it again. It's got a big resurgence. Now, I'll tell you, I've never finished it because every time I've tried to watch it, I'm like, no, thank you. I know exactly what part you get hung up at is when they uh, he fights that one dude and he starts floating in the air and shit and they start singing. It's yeah. Kind of like Bollywood feeling all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hump I had to get over too. After that, it's actually a watchable movie. That part is rough. Because the, you know, what I, oh, you know, what I don't like is, I, what I don't like is just this like cutesy dialogue. Um, that's just so clever. And like, that's kind of how everybody was talking in the movie. And then it just went super crazy. But people love it. And I love Edgar Wright. And, it's not that bad of a flick. I mean, like I had to get over Michael Sarah being there too, but it's 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 okay. That was the other thing. I like Michael Sarah, but like yeah. 
there was a point where I only like him in Arrested Development. <laughs> well, there was a point where it was just like, oh, okay, Michael Sarah, we. Um, but I'm I'm gonna rewatch it because it's the only it's the only movie of his I haven't like watched all the way through, and you know people people seem to be like appreciating it, and it, I haven't tried to watch it again since it's been I don't know ten years maybe. So. Probably that long for me. Well, no, I saw it theatrically, and I hadn't seen it since. Um, I don't know. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and I've seen more since then but i love her even more and maybe i'll just give it another try for her yeah um well and i'm only doing this because i love edgar wright so very much uh doug uh shawn of the dead first in his uh cornetto trilogy Mm -hmm. um followed up by hot fuzz which we saw theatrically together Yes, yes. After seeing a kangaroo in downtown Memphis. Gentlemen uh, huddled within a large group of people showing off their cars and um, Mm -hmm. uh, sound systems and such. He had a kangaroo on a leash. Yep. And was walking it down downtown Memphis. Yep. Uh, Just out with his marsupial. uh, As you do. Yep. Uh, just that was, it up. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. It had a little harness on, and the kangaroo was chilling. Man, he was like messing with his ears. He was like, "Yo, I'm downtown. I'm out." <laughs> he had to been tranked or something because kangaroos are mean. Yeah, they'll fuck you up. <laughs> well, how big yeah, was it? Was, it was, wasn't. It, it was big, but not like it wasn't like gigantic. A, no, it it looked. It looks small, so probably on the young side. But, so but all size of a big dog. But also, by the way, like you can't just get those. Like that's hard to no, come. You by. Can't. <laughs> like you I don't can't. know if you know this, but like, kangaroos are don't inhabit Memphis naturally. No, and you can't you can't walk into uh, Petco, head to the marsupial section. Yeah, where's your kangaroo section? Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, we did we did see that, and then we also saw Hot Fuzz, which um, is also incredible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he he rounds that out with The World's End, um, which I liked a lot when I saw it. And each time I kind of go back to it, I like it more and more. Like I remember seeing it, and being like, "This is really good." It's definitely the weakest of the three. But with that being said, if that's the weakest, you still got a strong movie on your hands. Yeah, I used to think that I don't I still don't think it's I, I don't know. It, I don't got a difficult relationship with it because it's like the emotional stuff is so good. Like it, it's I don't know. It's a little cheesier than the other two. It is a little cheesier, but at the same time, I feel like what it's doing is a little more mature than the other two. And I just I I. I, I appreciate it's a weird, it. It's a weird balance. It tries to. Yeah. Out. I appreciate it a lot more and more um, each time I watch it, but all three of those films are really great. Um, we talked about uh, Scott Pilgrim, which I haven't revisited. Uh, he briefly almost made an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think was really, uh, really disheartened like by that experience and so then he like kind of bets everything on uh 
baby driver um which was a huge 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 like success for him i've um, never seen that it is really fun i like it a, i like it a lot um it's hard to watch because Kevin Spacey's in it, but uh, <laughs> like every every time I see Spacey now, I'm just like, ew. Mm. You just forgot you were here, and now there you are, and now I'm only thinking about you. Um, but it's a really, it's a really like, uh, what it's a really like busy concept. Like the the whole movie is like set to music almost, um, and like choreographed to it and filmed to it and like Did he was he the solo writer on that yeah ah. and so he you know he he had this really specific vision in mind and he can't and he he pulled it off it's really it's really fun um and it's kind of like a big departure from what he did with these three movies um and now he's followed that up with last night in soho which you know i talked about last week i liked it a lot i just think there's some things in it that don't work but as a filmmaker like he's he's really really like fine-tuning um his craft um and i'm just i'm just a huge fan i'm in for whatever he's gonna do at this point well whenever he partners up with uh simon pig i'll definitely be there yeah he's um because those that team wrote the the trilogy that we've been speaking of yes and it all kicks off with tonight's movie, Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, which I would love to see in a movie theater. I, I hope that uh, I hope that somebody will show it, like retro, show it soon, because I would like to watch this on a big screen very much. It, it's it's going to turn twenty in just a couple of years. I know it's fucking crazy. Let's talk about it. Giving him fat deeks. Alrighty, well. This here film came out September 24th, 2004. Wow. Written and directed. Uh, well, excuse me. Written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Directed by Edgar Wright. And uh, with a budget of $6.1 million. And a return of $30 million. Um, that's a nice little return for that movie. Um, oh, it blew up. And then, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine what the DVD sales were. This was a big DVD movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I saw it. Dude, everybody I knew had a copy of this movie. Doug, you had a Shaun of the Dead poster. Yeah. And I had a bootleg copy of this because, uh, uh, like I said last week, our buddy Matt, who, uh, may or may not have uh, gotten his hands on it by other means before it came out in America was passing out copies to our, in our friend circle like crazy. And we watched the shit out of this movie. It was so um, like, it was so like, I, I'm watching it tonight. I was trying to think about it because I'm trying to pick up on what it was. It was just really fresh. Like this kind of thing. This kind of like referential, like comedy thing, was still really fresh in two thousand and four. Like, um, 
you know, Family Guy's around at this point in time, but it hasn't been run into the fucking ground yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the Apatow well, movie is... came back because it went on the hiatus for years. Yeah, because it came out in '99 or 2000, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, that so it comes back. Uh, you have the Apatow movies are kind of all blowing up right around this time. This like super like really like referential like pop culture comedy thing, and so. Um, you know, this movie hits just at this perfect time and, you know, it's a, it's a zombie movie. It's, it's also a, riding the zombie wave because it's the yeah. year that the Dawn's Exciters Dawn of the Dead came out. Yes. There's like made a fuck ton of money. Oh yeah. There's this whole, like, you know, it was kind of a time I remember it. Cause, and one of the reasons it took me a little while to watch it was the title. Because I'm thinking, like, is this another scary movie? Is this another, like, um, you, you know, those epic movie? You know those movies? Like, yeah, they're meet, meet the Spartans. So I just see Shaun of the Dead. I don't watch any, like, material for it. I just, I'm like, ugh, dumb. And I just kind of ignored it. Um, it's way better than its original title, uh, which was going to be Tea Time for the Dead. Hmm. Yeah, that's not great. Nope. <laughs> Would we still be talking about this movie if it was called Tea Time for the Dead? If they, if the only thing that was changed was the name, yes. But we would also follow that up with, "What a terrible name! Why did they name it that?" I just can't imagine I would ever be sitting here going, "Man, what a classic!" Tea Time for the Dead, everybody is one of my. All right, keep on right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Um, which now is not a title that I think sounds corny at all, but just at the time, I think I, I think I didn't understand what it was. I thought it was a spoof movie. Um, it's a tribute movie. Yeah, but what it turns out to be is like a really good like zombie movie. Oh yeah, one of and, the best ones made. Yes, and a really good like buddy comedy. Um, you know, oh, this is also like comedy. Yes, this is also like right at that time, you know, the bromance comedy is brewing. And this was like a this was like a big one. You had all your like Seth Rogen plus whatever other guy, uh, you know, Paul Rudd plus whoever, you know, these movies are all kind of like percolating here and it just kind of catches it at that moment as well. This is like a real time like capsule movie for me. Uh, real quick, congratulations to Paul Rudd for winning Sexiest Man. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations to congratulations, winning. buddy. He's an old friend. We go way back. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, man. I just remember when he was getting started working at that Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. Oh, Paul Biscuits is what we used to call him. <laughs> Polly Bees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Also, I mean, and just for, on a personal level, like 2004, I'm graduating high school. I'm 18 years old. I'm getting really, really into movies like I always had been, but now I'm getting into them on this deeper level where I'm like rewatching them over and over. And I'm like, I'm listening to director commentaries and I'm like studying, you know, film air bunnies. What's the real reason Five O went with? (laughs) (laughs) I want to do a dramatic six part podcast. What does that mean for society? Somewhere out there, 
tonight, 8 p.m. Um, yeah, this is just like a really, you know, this was like me just getting really into like my movie nerd thing. And, you know, when I finally saw this movie and I bought a copy of it um, from like used from like movie gallery or something on DVD and I watched it. I, dude, I, I countless times. I've seen this movie so many times. Mm-hmm. So it it just hit me at the right time. Um, I I'm really fond of you know we talk about this all the time, but like, um, or I do. <laughs> uh, I'm really fond of mid to late '90s. Um, you know, like adult action thrillers, like The Fugitive and and shit like that. And I'm also really, really partial to like 2004, 2007, like that whole like uh, comedy era. Um, I, you know, these are just like two of my favorite eras of movies right here. So this this movie is just in a sweet spot for me for a lot of reasons. <sighs> well, um let's uh let's break it down a little bit um well i mean they edgar wright and simon Pegg had a lot of steam because they had just ended spaced their oh that their show. really yeah really have any have you any of us have either one of you seen spaced yes it's really good I I, it's been years since i've seen it but um it's a series i'm not, a was series. not even yeah. aware of it simon Pegg, mm-hmm. nick frost basically the cast of Shaun of the dead yeah basically and it's just uh you know two roommates two dudes living their life and you know shenanigans ensue yeah and they love money it's real sharp it's really well written you can kind of see like edgar wright did it too he helped write and he directed all the episodes and stuff yeah and when you watch it you can see like the building blocks for like what's going to be Shaun of the dead like just in terms and everything of, like, else they do afterwards yeah just in terms of like the craft and like the whole everything they create starts at space and it's it's a really cool um it's a really cool watch yeah people track that down and watch it if you haven't <clears throat> agreed um all right guys well uh the movie kicks off um, we meet uh, we meet Sean. Well, it kicks off with the WB logo to the the uh, the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack. Yeah, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I guess when you you know my worries about the movie originally that it was going to be silly were you know erased when like when the movie starts with like Dawn of the Dead and you're just like oh wow that's really like they're like really setting the tone and it's. Um, <clears throat> You know, for as funny as the movie is, it's really dark and it's really, you know, unsettling. And it's a really good, like, you know, horror movie as well. They found a perfect balance between that, which isn't hard. I mean, no. horror and comedy, it's all about timing. And uh, they just found that perfect balance. Um, well, we, uh, we kick things off. We meet uh, Sean. And uh, it well now I'm confused. It starts in the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, Sean is uh, having a uh, drink at the bar, the pub, excuse me, the Winchester, uh, with his girlfriend Liz. There, and we kind of drop in on this, like you know, couples argument. 
Um, which sets the tone right away um, for kind of what you're getting into with the uh, <laughs> it's not that I don't like you, Ed. It's not that I don't like you, you know, and then like cut over and he's like, listen, he's in the conversation as they're speaking about him. And then they follow it up again uh, with Dave and uh, uh, what was the other girl's name? Diane. Diane. Yeah. Um, Also, (laughs) Dave delivers my (laughs) Dave delivers my favorite line reading of the whole movie in this opening scene (laughs) when he's like, are you ashamed of your mother, Sean? (laughs) He like. (laughs) like flicks his neck it it has killed me for years it is so funny it's a perfect delivery that dude plays such a great douchebag <laughs> oh he's really but he's also like a total like he's also just like a total just like wuss you know what i mean yeah dweeb he it, dweeb is the perfect word uh, we call folks like that nut sex. Nut sex. That's right. I forgot. How could I forget? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a top shelf nut sack right there. <laughs> oh boy. Top. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Never, I never thought I'd hear the words put together. Top shelf nuts. <laughs> I haven't said that around you before. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, top shelf nuts. <laughs> oh my god, that is great. That is great stuff. <clears throat> Well, something I noticed, I didn't get a good look at this pinball machine, but it was playing the Munsters theme. Was it? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't notice that. Some sort of... uh, Yeah, there's little... um, All those arcade machines, and later when uh, there's a slot machine in the bar that comes into play later on, it's it's Dracula-themed. There's all kinds of... Just you look around, you pause it. There's all kinds of nods and winks to everything in the horror genre, especially zombie films. But there's other things there too. Get your magnifying glass and your pause button and have fun. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to see every time you watch this movie. Also, I realized I was gravely mistaken. Um, David's line reading. <laughs> Are you ashamed of your mother, Sean? Is only the second best line reading in the movie. We'll get to the uh, the best line reading in the movie later. Um, all right. Well, the whole conversation between um, uh, Sean and Liz is Liz being like, "Dude, are the, this sucks. Like this is this is dead. Like we come to this bar every night." You've got no ambition. You're a loser. You hang out with your loser friend all the time. Um, you know, and I, you know, I want my life to be like moving towards something and you're just, you're just there, you know, it's kind of uh, you know, there are a lot of comedies like this at this time as well, where it's just like, Hey man, get your life dude, together hey, or, good. you know, so this kind of the schlubby white dude, <laughs> schlubby white dudes were king. In 2004 that's when i was just like i'm gonna be somebody 
I'm gonna be <laughs> I was just like blaring it when I left the theater after I saw him knocked up. I was like, if Rogan can do it. <laughs> um, if I can change, <laughs> then you can change. Oh, man. Hearts on fire. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so Liz is kind of like laying down the ultimatum where she's like, look, you got to you got to make some changes in your life or, you know, I can't I can't keep doing this. And, uh, you know, it seems like the kind of conversation they've had a lot. And Sean's probably just like, OK, yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, you know, then we we follow Sean from there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, the next morning. Sean wakes up and he's hanging out with Ed and Ed, they're playing video games and Ed reminds him he's got to go to work. So he goes, he gets dressed. Uh, he has the conversation with, uh, their other roommate, Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this actor. I, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, I'll see if I can find him, but Peter uh, Sarah Finowitz's Yes, that guy. Um, he's a he is he's really good. I, I like him a lot. He's in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. He's in um, he he's like a he just pops up all over the place. Let's see. Oh, he was uh, he was in that Tick, the live action Tick. Oh yeah, um, he's he's the tick. Mm-hmm. Amazon's the tick, not the one with uh, Putty. Mm-mm. Uh, he did the voice of Darth Maul in Phantom Menace. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was in John Wick. Yeah, man, he's just been around. I I, I like this guy quite a bit. Um. Anyway, uh, and now he's the he's the other part. Like these guys were all like college friends. Um. And, you know, this is the guy who's, like, taking his life really seriously. He's got an office job, and he's being a grown-up, you know. Um, but he still lives with his two college roommates. So you can kind of see, like, he's he's trying to get to that more grown-up place, but still kind of a man-child in, in, in his own way. Um, and, you know, he's, he's furious because the house is a mess because he doesn't like Ed. Ed's been living there for, he says, for five years. Um, and... And he's mad at Ed too because Sean's his friend, and he sees like he sees Ed just just dragging Sean down and and holding Sean back, and and Sean allowing that to happen. <clears throat> so he kind of lays down. This is another like the, the whole beginning of this movie is just people like laying it down for uh, for Sean. They're like, "Hey, you gotta fucking change some shit. I'm sick of this. You're, you know, we're we're just establishing very clearly that Sean is just a world-class uh, underachiever a top shelf nutsack if you will <laughs> no he's not a nutsack <laughs> a ding dong sorry i didn't ch- i didn't check the nutsack reference guy um all right <clears throat> so um sean's off to work not before we get like the first um of Ed's, uh, I'm sorry, Sean, uh, fart pranks, <laughs> um, which I'll stop uh, doing I, them when you stop laughing. Yeah, I, 
I just thought Kendall probably had a great time <laughs> with this part of the movie. Oh, I did. Fan of farts. Fan of farts. Yep. <clears throat> Kendall, you should just, like, when you're watching movies, you should just be taking a, a running tally. And <laughs> every week we could just be like, Kendall, what's the fart count on this bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it. There was no single fart. Not a one. <laughs> no farts, no thumbs. Kendall's review. <laughs> she heard Dune was great, but <laughs> needed some more farts in Dune. Yeah, <laughs> giant butthole, no farts. You know, I'll take some concessions for buttholes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Space Worm Buttle. Space Worm Buttle is the name of the new Rob Zombie album. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So uh, Sean goes off to work. Um, I really like his interaction with the teenager um, that. Uh, that works like underneath him because there's that moment where he's like trying to like pass down some wisdom or whatever and he's like you know i got stuff i want to do with my life too and the <laughs> kid goes when <laughs> so mean <laughs> dude he's i remember shithead kid i love that he's like <laughs> i love that he's like <clears throat> like talking on the phone and then texting and then he gets done he goes continue oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love it <clears throat> excuse me um and this is where uh liz has uh, called sean to try and get him to uh reserve a table um for their big date night you know sean's gonna take some initiative <laughs> and book this table um but of course he fucks it up and uh does not Oh boy. Um, <clears throat> we are also introduced in dramatic fashion to Philip, who's uh, just amazing. Um, Bill, Bill Nye plays uh, Philip, uh, Sean's stepdad, and uh, he fucking spins around the camera. <laughs> I mean, he's he's really hamming it up in this movie, but I mean, he's so good. I like how, I like how ridiculously he's introduced well most of the characters <laughs> are it's just so cartoonish i but know it fits so well with everything going on and it's like i you know bill bill nye's got this thing where he can just do it like i don't know he's so animated anyway yeah i don't think there's a role <laughs> he can't play he is i dude he is one of my absolute favorite actors when i see him pop up in something whether it's for two minutes or for the whole movie like he is just he 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 has an effect on the movie no matter how long he's on screen like he'll steal little bits here and there and um i mean what's he got in this movie like five minutes total screen time maybe maybe 10 maybe 10, 10 12 but he's a but he crushes it and it's a really like significant performance and it's really entertaining and he's just he's he's so talented i, I love watching him um, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> uh, you know, he's in, he's in those underworld movies and even in the shitty ones, like he's, you know, he's doing something really interesting. Um, 
just a really great performer, and I appreciate him. <laughs> Even in the shitty ones, like they're not all shitty. <laughs> well, Underworld's like the first fun. one's watchable and fun, but it's still fun. a dumb movie. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come in here being happy and shit. How dare you? Um, <clears throat> and and spoilers, Bill Nye has my favorite line in the whole movie, but um, we'll get to it. So he shows up, and this is yet another scene of like Sean. This is this is what you got to do. Um, you you have to come visit your mother. You need to buy her flowers. You need to be a better son. Um, so he needs to be a better friend, a better roommate, uh, a better boyfriend, a better son. You know, he's just he's just fucking up on pretty much every front in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and meanwhile, while all these things are happening, there is this background fleet. <laughs> there's this background like. I mean the entire movie. There, there's this underlying current of something is just out of frame and it's wrong. God, the the, the build up for what goes down is just perfectly done. It's really good. It really it, is. I mean, like it's called subtlety, people. I mean, fucking, it ain't hard. You don't have to throw shit right in people's faces or over-explain shit. Just we've watch seen... this movie and take notes. Or watch any John Carpenter movie and take notes. We've seen this, like, you know, we've, we've seen the zombie movie so many times. And we've seen, um, you know, not too many people have really spent a lot of time in, like, the days where, like, it first spreads. Like, you kind of get, like, an, an initial moment. And then we always, like, even with, like, Walking Dead, you get, like, the initial kind of moment. And then you jump ahead. And we're just in it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, people want to get as many zombies in the movie as they can now. So not a lot of people spend a lot of time in this sort of like beginning days of that, of that transition really. And um, it's done so well here. It's just like, you know, it's kind of a small town, so it it hasn't hit them yet. And when you watch it, I, you know what, when you watch it post 2020, um, you kind of like all these movies kind of take on, you know, a new, sort of like perspective i guess because oh yeah when i was we were talking about that when we watched dawn of the dead and you know all that it was it's a completely new meaning since we're kind of living through almost that exact shit right now yeah it really is it's um it's really interesting to see anyway i i just really i really like that whole or like that whole thread that's being like you know um, pulled through here. The like the there's like the one homeless guy who's doing something kind of strange, and then a lady faints at the bus stop, and um, you know there's just always something like something something that's not quite right is happening that's like not quite in the middle of the screen either, and it's really unsettling. There's more to it than that. If you are looking off into the background, there's shit going on that mm-hmm. they probably didn't even want you to see in the first place it's just there like hey this is here if you notice it thank you if you did yeah it's it's really there's a lot of attention to detail paid to like every frame of this movie it's Mm -hmm. it's really impressive um it's really impressive that it's his first movie um and then you know he, he he goes on to just kind of 
get better and better and better at those things. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's really good. Uh, good movie, folks. I don't know if you if you're picking it up, but we like this film. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> um. All right. So now we've you know we've established again. Um, that Sean's just fucking up everywhere. Stops on his way home, picks up some flowers, um, makes sure that he gets a card that says for a great mom, and then um, goes home to realize that he was supposed to um, make the reservations for dinner, and he didn't, um, and then uh, gets some really bad advice from Ed, who's like, oh, why don't you just suggest going back to the same bar that she literally told you she hates going to every night? Um, Ed also great moment with Ed where uh, Sean walks in and Ed goes well are you going to thank me and he says for what he says for tidying up because it doesn't look that tidy and he says yeah well I had a few beers afterwards <laughs> <laughs> this is a really great like Nick Frost um, Nick Frost is kind of like like sneaky really good at acting <laughs> um, you know he's not just kind of there's nothing sneaky about it. He's just awesome. The, like, you know, he, I think when you're like watching him in this period of time, you're just like, oh, like he's, he plays like a big, dumb, silly guy. Um, but when you watch like all three of these movies specifically and everything else he's done, but in these three movies, like these, these are three distinct and completely different characters. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the don't, resemble each other at all it is really really good like he is a really um gifted performer and it's subtle um because he does it under the guise of the like he's still the big goofy guy in all those movies but he's also like putting on these like transformative performances it's it's really impressive yeah highly underrated nick frost yeah i really appreciate him so much more like for for that sort of like craft that I that I wasn't even noticing back then. I was just like, this guy is hilarious. Um but yeah, he's he's an extremely gifted performer. Um yeah, so uh, Sean reveals to <laughs> Liz that he in fact did not make the reservations. Um and then of course when he suggests um they go to the Winchester, she hangs up on him. Uh so he goes uh, to her apartment <clears throat> um, where he attempts to climb the fire escape only to give up <laughs> and then go back to the <laughs> go back to the um <laughs> the door. Um and there's another really great scene where um he's arguing with uh Liz, but like uh Diana and David are there and David just adds so much to these scenes with like these little quips and like these bitchy little like looks on his face and uh uh it, it's just really hilarious. T S N S Do what? T S N S Top Shelf Nutshell. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like trying to figure that out like it was the Da Vinci Code. I'm like, <laughs> I heard the pencil going. <laughs> Why doesn't it make sense? <laughs> um, <laughs> the pencil. 
doing equations on my window, <laughs> like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um. Well, <clears throat> yes, TSNS <laughs> in full effect. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and so uh, Liz is just kind of listing off like all the reasons. That she's just kind of fed up with Sean. Like he was supposed to quit smoking and he didn't. He's supposed to quit drinking and he didn't. He was supposed to, you know, he was supposed to like get a different job and he did. Like you know, it's just all these different things. He's always gonna. I'm, you know, he's one of these guys. It's like I'm gonna change one day. I'm gonna grow up. I'm gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. And and he's just not. And she's coming to terms with it. And and she's just telling him that's why it's over. Um, and of course, uh, th- this scene ends with her realizing that, um, well, so he tries to make it better by giving her the flowers. <laughs> and then she says to a great mom and he laughs. It's really funny because he's just like, I suck. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant laugh. It's you. <laughs> what he's conveying is all like but i can i can save this it's just it's amazing and then to you know try to play it off like a joke and then for her to be like they're for your mom aren't they and he's like yeah 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 um and so she dumps him and that's when we get that great shot um of the camera zooming up to the the window in that door frame Mm-hmm. so once it gets out of that hallway then everything else outside that window comes into frame so it goes from like this narrow kind of box into this big wide shot and it's a really really nice shot and i know that edgar liked it also because he did the exact same shot again later um when he shows up to to save her so um it's a it's just a it's just a neat looking uh camera shot I love uh, Edgar Wright. Um, he's got like a Sam Raimi Jr. thing going on with his, yeah, he does a little his bit. camera techniques. He does. And cool. also, just a huge like movie, like obsessive. Like he has seen everything and he just loves movies. He loves old movies. I, I read this whole thing he wrote about. Um, uh, eyes without a face and that's way before you know we watched it on this show and he's just the you know he just loves he just loves movies and so he's just you know just putting all that back into his movies and it, it really comes through mm-hmm. um oh yeah so she dumps him so they're at the bar and uh this is uh fuck what song comes on the jukebox Oh, the uh, Chicago song. Now. Yeah. <laughs> the great line where Ed's like, who put that on? He's like, it's all random. It's all random. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really good. So they, they do uh, what's called a lock-in, which is, I guess, they they lock the doors and turn off all the lights and everybody drinks inside really quietly. What's that all about? Is is it because they're drinking after they're supposed to be legally drinking? I guess so. And it, okay. I guess it's just for the regulars that visit all the time. Got it. Okay. I was kind of like, I I never really thought about it when I watched it when I was younger, but not today. I was really like, why are they? I never really understood why they locked the doors and did this. Um, but then later in the movie, 
Nick Frost mentions a lock-in. So I was just like, mm, okay, maybe that's just something that they do. Like, maybe they're only legally allowed to serve till this time, but yeah, then they all it like, is. then it turns into like a speakeasy. <clears throat> um, you know, so they're, uh, you know, they're having their conversation there. Ed does his conversation, uh, conversation. Ed does his impression of uh, the orangutan from <laughs> any which way but loose. Clyde. Clyde. Which is pretty impressive, honestly. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, there's like more like, there's more like kind of zombies in the background. There's like literal zombies like tapping on the door. But they just assume they're drunk people. Yeah. Um, and that comes right, you know, that comes right after this great speech from Ed where he's just like, I do know one thing. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. <laughs> and, uh, which is, you know, just kind of a fun moment. <clears throat> uh, and then we get the, uh, you know, f- the whole, like that whole walk home from partying, from drinking. Um, I love all that where they're singing with the zombie. <laughs> um, yeah, they're singing Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, <clears throat> It's a, that's a really great moment. Oh, the couple that's like making yeah, the out. couple that was uh, when Sean first walked in hours ago, they were there, and uh, when they walk out hours later, they're still making out, and Ed's all like, "Get a room, haha," or whatever the exact line was, and they walk off, and the guy's head just falls off and yeah. rolls away. <laughs> they get um. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of really nice mirror moments in this movie. Like earlier, Sean walks from his house to the shop in his mm-hmm. neighborhood, and that's done again later after like the zombies have kind of taken over. Um, it's like the same tracking shot, but you know, just the after effects and and all these little characters that he's interacted with in the movie come back as zombies later because they live in kind of a small town. So it's a uh, it it's a really it's done it's done really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, of course they go home dancing to electro uh, <laughs> it's electro um, <clears throat> Pete ain't happy oh no it's four in the fucking morning it's um, Saturday it's Sunday I gotta go to work in four hours yeah so he's uh, you know screaming at them and then i really like the moment where they're like what happened to your hand that he's just like a homeless guy but he's like what they bite you fool <laughs> i didn't stop to ask it's just adorable <clears throat> no i love it so yeah uh pete's been bitten um and uh he throws the he throws their record out into the grass and then uh, they continue to get drunk, and then Sean falls asleep in the kitchen uh, after making a, a to-do list. Oh, real quick, uh, while all this has been going on, like we said, there's been signs and warnings about what's going on in the world, and all these news broadcasts are everywhere. It's just um, everyone's just choosing to ignore it because they yeah. got to live their lives and do their day-to-day shit. Sound familiar? Uh-huh. Uh Kendall, before you were on the line, I told Doug that I, I stopped to buy dinner tonight and the gentleman standing in line in front of me um was wearing an InfoWars t-shirt. Oh god. 
and uh when he turned around i saw it was just like a it was just like a map of america and it just said don't try to california my america <laughs> oh, what a california dickhead. as a verb um <laughs> i don't exactly know what that means but oh man anyway Yikes. yeah anyway um <clears throat> Uh, Pete goes back to sleep. Uh, Sean passes out in the kitchen. Um, and then we get that real nice, like, night to day cut. Um, what was that? And all of, and by the way, like, all of Edgar Wright's, like, quick, you know, that, that just like 10 quick cuts in a row with the big whoosh, like, <laughs> like transitions. Um, that's kind of like one of his signatures. Big fan of that. I am too. He uses it very, very sparingly these days. Like he's he only he only breaks that he only breaks that gimmick out every once in a while. I like people that use it correctly because uh they don't treat the audience like idiots. You know, you don't yeah. have to do all these the weird transitions that over explain crap. Just smash cut that shit. Night day yeah. got it. Let's go. And oh man, once this movie came out, there were nine hundred other people fucking oh, yeah. Oh man, the Edgar Wright like Edgar Wright copycats just came pouring out. Um, yeah, Sean wakes up. He's made his to do list for the day. Um, and uh, get uh, what it was like get Liz back, go around mums, get the life together, get life oh, together, yeah, <laughs> get life together. I love that you have to write that down. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, he uh, he wakes up, heads out to the uh, to the shop, and this is where we get that mirror shot where everything's like chaos now. Um, grabs a uh, grabs a soda and an ice cream, um, while just not noticing. Yes. While just not noticing that the apocalypse has happened around the him. people he walks by every single day are now dead <laughs> and zombies, and he doesn't notice. Yeah. Um. So they go back. They're watching TV. This is the great like TV scene where they change the channel, and each channel is like connected. Oh, yeah. They tell they say the story. a complete paragraph, but it's yeah. different channels. It's a really fun effect, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the zombie getting in the open door and then realizing it and screaming <laughs> and uh, trying to figure out how to kill it. <laughs> really fun. I love that um, they took the time out to have a Night of the Creeps reference, the zombie in the tuxedo. Yes. Um, One of many zombie movie nods in this film. I actually think that comes after. Yeah, I actually think that comes after the girl in the garden. Yeah, it does. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I skipped ahead a little bit, but yeah, they um, there's a girl in the garden, and they um, you know, accidentally knock her over, and she falls like gets impaled, and then that's when they realize that you know zombies are real. Um, there's another big one out there, and they <laughs> they try all these different ways to um, like you know, kill them or incapacitate them, and the one they land on is 
throwing uh, Sean's record collection at them. Yeah, throwing them like frisbees at them. And I just love the moment of just like the Batman soundtrack. Toss it. <laughs> they had to. They they. Um, I don't know if they themselves had to do this, uh, but uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright called each artist that they mentioned um, to see if it was okay to toss their album at <laughs> to oh, wow. basically destroy their album on in a movie. And uh, they called uh, Sade, and she was all like, I would love that. That would be awesome. Please do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that moment a lot. And then uh, when Sean goes into the kitchen, or the shed, I mean, um, he's like, I thought you said it was locked. And then he just fucking throws his body throws through the shed. Through like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> it's a great moment. Um and then of course they get the, the cricket the second bat. Act is a lot of Sean flying towards the camera or away from the camera. Yeah, he's doing a lot of physical stuff. Uh huh. <clears throat> um. So they take out the zombies. That's when the other one breaks into the house. They take him out, and that's when they come up with their uh, plan, mm-hmm. um, which is to well, not before they. <laughs> This was so cute to me when they they realized they were putting two and two together that like something's not quite right with Pete mm-hmm. and his car's still here and they hear some rustling upstairs and they stand at the bottom of the stairs and they're just like Pete Pete, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> it was so cute it's so funny to me yeah he's gone I like that moment too and I also like when um uh sean's mom calls first of all her nickname for him is pickle which is adorable Um, they did that because uh simon pig's real mother calls him that oh that is cute i'm gonna start i'm gonna start calling one of my kids that or maybe i'll just call sadie that um big pickle sounds good (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um yeah, so uh, you know, Sean's mom calls. She's talking about, um, you know, there's some men trying to get in the house, uh, and he's like, "Bob, you weren't bit, were you?" She goes, "No, Philip was." He goes, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, they are so cool with it. <laughs> they just hate Philip so much, <laughs> and uh, so that that's when they come up with the plan. They're gonna go to his mom's house, kill Philip, rescue her. Uh, and then go to Liz's, and then it, you know, of course, evolves into kill Philip, rescue mom, rescue Liz, and then go to the Winchester. And uh, wait for all of this to blow over. Uh, no, they were going to stay at Liz's house because they changed the plan three times. Yes. And then stay at their house. And then the final one was to stay at the Winchester. They take Pete's car. We, we also see that Pete is a zombie in the shower. And a, Pete's a pretty fucking scary zombie, by the way. Scariest one I've seen so far. I love the little uh, Evil Dead reference when uh, Sean's talking to him. And uh, he just... Uh, he sees that... He puts two and two together that Pete is a zombie. And he's slowing his speech down because he's just like scared of what's going to happen next. And he just goes, join us when he's saying, you know, join him in the car and go get Liz and all that. Join the plan <laughs> that they came up with. Yeah. I did not catch that. There's two uh, Evil Dead references in this film. There's also uh, 
<laughs> there's also the uh, Night of the Living Dead whenever they're talking to to Sean's mom and it says, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Yes. Fun fact. Uh, they um, somehow <laughs> got uh, a private screening with just Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and George Romero Amazing. to watch this movie. And when that part came about, uh, Simon and Edgar were like watching him to see if he would say or do anything. And then they finally said something to him. I think when the movie was over with, and they're like, did you like that, that line? He was like, what line? It's like, we're, we're coming to get you, Barbara. And he's like, what does that got to do with anything? He's like, um, it's from your movie that you made. He was like, oh, I'll be damned. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what a, what a legend. George Romero's like, which line? I've changed the world fucking four times. You got to be more clear than that. What a legend. He's just like, oh, from that movie I made that changed everything. Yeah, right. That kid that set that <laughs> the tone for modern horror even from today. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <my> king. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, they head over to uh they head over to um <laughs> well first they hit that zombie with the car, which is great. <laughs> I love that part. But they, they run him over and then they back him they're like, Oh god, you hit someone with the car. And then they back up and he's all like, Um, excuse me. And they're like, Oh, okay, he's he was dead before. Let's just go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ed's like, he's gonna be dead either way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> so they um they get to uh they get to um sean's parents house and uh ed sees the jaguar already decides what he's gonna do um which is to wreck the car they already have so that they can they can drive it um sean goes in oh there's a great moment where ed goes don't forget to kill philip (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they get inside philip's philip's looking bad and Sean's mom is talking about it. He's like, "Well, did you call? Did you call an ambulance?" And they're like, "Well, we didn't want to be a bother." And he's like, "No, we've got to get him out of here." And then Bill Nye delivers my favorite line of the whole movie when he's like, "You didn't call a doctor, did you? I ran it under a cold tap." From it under a cold tap. <laughs> he is so fussy when he says it. I ran it under a cold. It is. It's so natural because you know people like that. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, they convince them. Uh, <clears throat> they convince them to go, and that's when we find out that Ed wrecked the car. So now they all have to go in the Jaguar. Um, and then they head over to. Uh, they head over to Liz's place to pick her up. And then you get, you know, you get this other scene with, uh, you know, Sean trying to convince her to come with him. And he has to really frame it. Like, look, you know, we got to survive. I'm not trying to win you back, which is what they all said. Ladies, when the guy's like, I'm not trying to win you back. That's that's step one of trying to win you back. They're not they're not moving on. 
<laughs> they're just like, I'm not going to try to do that, but I am going to try to heroically save your life and the lives of your close friends. But I hope you don't fall in love with me while I'm doing this because that's not part of the plan. <laughs> um, so, you know, after, you know, after this long, um, after this long debate where it's also revealed that um, <laughs> David was in love with, uh, <clears throat> with uh, Liz. Um, yeah, because he is, man, he's being uh, his typical nutsack self, and Sean is done with it yeah. and just goes off on his ass. Yeah, it's really good. Which, by the way, we've been talking about everybody else, but like Simon Pegg, like the whole movie is on his shoulders, and he's great. Oh, yeah. He's so good. Like, he really, he's so believably just shitty like there's nothing bad about him but he's just shitty like he just never got it's a it good together. dude with filled with potential it's just it's just he's, lazy he's lazy yeah decisions. and just your lovable loser but then like you know when put into the like the moment like he really he rises get to her the done. occasion um but he's also got all this like i, I don't know he he's so I, I love him in everything. I, anything, he's another one. Like when when Simon Pegg shows up, like he's gonna have a great like five to ten minutes in this movie, probably. Um, but you know when he gets to be like the star of the movie and like he carries the whole thing, like he gets to do so much, just little subtle stuff, and then like big, broad, like wacky stuff. And uh, I don't know. I I really he's he's really good in this. Quite the talented bunch that came out of space. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, he's been kind of a tool this whole time. And then he, you know, he, he delivers this like, you know, really kind of, you know, impassioned speech. And <clears throat> I, I don't know. He, he it, untools it, himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Um, so uh, they all they're all driving uh to the Winchester. <clears throat> Philip oh, Philip got attacked again, like when they left the house. Um got his neck done bit all up. Yep. And so um they're uh they're driving and then he starts talking to um to to Sean and starts telling him like all these really like you know all the the important stuff that he was just like never able to tell him. Extremely and... heartfelt speech in this um, uh, zombie comedy. Yeah, another tender moment between men in our comedy series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it really is, and it's and it's a you know it's a really touching moment. Obviously, Bill Nye is a fucking legendary actor, and then you know Simon Pegg is really good and like. And his emotion in that moment is, is just so well done. I, I really like it. Um, and then, you know, they immediately, like, it, it's so deftly done, man. Like, it's that is so heartfelt and heartbreaking. And then there's the moment where he's like, Philip's dead. And his mom's like, no, he's not. And they look over and he's a zombie. And now it's just like, <laughs> but they can't get out of the car because the child locks. Like, it's just. <laughs> it goes from heartfelt heartbreaking to scary to hilarious like and all within like 15 seconds and it's all done with like like you know 
uh, it's all done visually. I mean, it's just incredible. So sharply written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just I, I just love it. Um. All right. Well, they have to. Um, <clears throat> they uh, they leave Philip there in the car, and then they they. Uh, so then now they're on foot, right? Yeah, so now that's when they take off through the woods. Um, this moment is, I still, it's fine, but the moment where they run into their doppelgangers is really strange. Like, um, a that was just a you know slapstick moment, and B that was just to get their friends in the movie because the leader, you know, Sean's ex or whatever, she was the love interest in space. And, yes. And you get, uh, oh, what's his nuts? Uh, Marty. Um, Martin Freeman. Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's all those are now considered British elite, you know, from sitcoms. Sure. But back then they were all just comedy buddies. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I just, it, you know, it just was such a weird moment where it was like the whole movie stopped so that they could do this weird thing where people who kind of look alike say hello to each other. Um, well, they, uh, they're making their way downtown. Um, <coughs> um, they're making their way to the Winchester and, um, you get that great, like, backyard scene where <laughs> fucking Sean tries to hop that fence and it collapses. <laughs> you never heard of a shortcut before. Um, I love when he climbs that children's slide to yeah. check to see if the yeah. it stomps on it with authority. He's like, I'm yes. gonna check it out. And he comes back down there. Is it clear? No. no. <laughs> How many are there? There's a lot. <laughs> and then the camera like pans up, and it's a it's a big it's a sea horde of zombies. Yeah, that's a that's a really great moment too. Um, and this is a. Uh, I, I I love the moment of moaning's not going to do anything about it, and then cutting to them learning how to behave uh, like zombies. Mm-hmm. Well, we get before that we get more of them going through people's backyards, and uh, actually, it was before that where the the dude comes out of the patio door and attacks the mom. Yes, yeah, that was just a few minutes before. Yeah, you know, we get the uh, the funny moment where the uh, Liz and what's her name throws uh, throws in the tether ball, dude. Thing. And he grabs it, and he just he's like, right, and he swings that tether ball around, and then hits the zombie in the face with it, and even the zombies are like, what? And then he tells them, then no, they're like, no, rough. stab him with the pole. I told Elise, I told Elise when we watched it, I said, the fact that he even thought, oh, this tether ball is going to do it, is he swings it around like it's a mace, like yeah. a medieval mace. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Amazing, amazing Sean moment. Um, yeah, they get uh, his mom gets attacked, and we later find out she gets bit. Um, mm-hmm. in that moment, um, but she doesn't bring any attention to it. Uh, then they decide to then they get the acting lesson on how to be a zombie from Diana, which I love. 
Uh, she's like, all right, everybody, loosen up. She's like shaking herself loose. Um, she goes to each person, and they're like, no, more of this, less of that. And then she goes to Sean's mom, who is completely zoned out, and she's all like, oh, that's perfect. And she's like, yeah. huh? Really funny. Also kind of a foreshadowing moment, too, I never even thought mm-hmm. about. Um, and I Layers. Really, Layers. I really, yeah. I really like the moment where um, they're talking shit about each other's zombies and then Sean does his and fucking Ed's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, it's your turn to try. The night, this no, this is, this the is night it. <laughs> and he's just like, Ugh. he's like, oh, that's crap. <laughs> well, how do you do it then? Uh, oh, yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's a really nice moment. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, he's just like texting like the whole time. Like he's Who the fuck the, is he texting? You know the cell towers are down. I don't know. He's uh, he's just been like texting and calling somebody. I I always like to think that he's the one who's like talking to that seventeen year old from the, the store. Like that's his friend. Only oh, two guys with cell phones in the movie. Well, and Ed's doppelganger. Oh yeah, that's true. Um. Okay, so uh, they they do their uh, they do their zombie walk. Um, I've always found the zombie in the wheelchair charming uh, because rather than <laughs> rather than dragging itself around, it's still using the wheelchair, which I guess you would because they it's muscle memory by then. Yeah, they mimic their their life behaviors, but it's just I always thought that was very charming. Um. Oh man, uh, top shelf fucking fucks right up, throws a trash can through the window of the bar like an idiot. Mm. Um, Sean runs away to distract the zombie horde um, so that his friends can get into the bar safely. And then uh, once he has uh, lost them, he says, once he's uh, gotten away from them, uh, he comes back to the bar. The triumphant hero. <clears throat> Only to find out that he's actually led the entire horde uh, back to the pub. Yeah, they're just at the back door now. Yeah. The front door. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this is where uh, this is where fucking uh, Sean's mom uh like the zombies start to break in, so they're getting ready to like protect themselves. Sean's mom is taking a turn for the worse, so um, you know everybody's kind of dealing with the fallout of that. And uh, Top Shelf ends up with the um, with the rifle that they have, and uh, that's when he goes. You know, that's when he decides that he's running the show now, and he wants to uh, shoot Sean's mom after she has passed away. Another. Um, gut wrenching moment as mm-hmm. as Sean's mother passes. Before this, you've got the the huge fight scene that starts with um, Queen, yeah, <laughs> Queen, and then that like kill the Queen gag. That was cool. yeah, that's really funny. Kill the Queen, and then it's like choreographed fight scene to Don't Stop Me Now. It's so yeah, good, it so and David's great. like flipping breakers, and there's like a light show. So that is, so Doug, that is Baby Driver, basically. Like, Baby Driver is like a full movie built around the idea of that queen sequence. Like, it's just, 
the whole movie is just like orchestrated to the music um, in really like intricate ways. Uh, I'd probably dig it then. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just it it technically it's very, 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 very cool. Um, Because, you know, it just took so much effort. Like, (laughs) that's a lot of effort. Edgar Wright is out there like. I could make just some fun movies, but I want to make sure that everyone working on them is working as hard as they fucking can. I have this insane vision that pool cue has got to hit this guy at the exact right moment so that the queen song makes sense. I (laughs) love something a crazy person says. And and Liz and Diana were just dancing without even realizing (laughs) they were dancing to the song. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a good moment. You'll find a lot of that stuff in, in Baby Driver. I'll, I'll have to check this out. You know, and it's also like a heist movie on top of that. And it's, you know, it, it's got its it's got its issues as well. But it's overall really, really entertaining. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. Once, uh, once David freaks out, uh, that leads to him being uh, pulled out of the window and ripped in half, which is a great moment. Um, real quick before that they they have the scuffle where he he gets mad and becomes a giant child and all that shit but sean gets the rifle back from him after the scuffle yeah and he has to shoot his mom in the head and kill her yeah that seems extremely rough scene yeah that whole scene of him the whole scene of like the standoff with the gun leading to that moment and then leading to sean having to do that yeah it's very tense after we've just like after we just said we just had this great like queen uh, pool cue uh, dance fight, uh, and then right into just this really intense um, dramatic moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a uh, fun fact: that rifle that's in the Winchester that he just shot, exact same kind of rifle that was used in Night of the Living Dead. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. I didn't know uh-huh. that. I like it. They go um, deep with those zombie references, man. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, pre- this it's there's Evil Dead references, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn, Day, uh, Return, Night of the Creeps. Uh, there's Fulci movie references. You name it. I mean, we're not even scratching the surface for all this shit. Yeah, we're just painting the broad strokes here, but it's anyway. uh, it's it's deep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then uh, David gets ripped apart. Even his arms and legs come apart which then diana picks up one of the legs and starts using it to like beat the zombies zombies uh which is really charming he is pulled apart it's very reminiscent of uh day of the dead yeah it is it's it's really good um now the you know now the zombies are in um ed gets bit uh Sean and Liz jump behind the bar. Losing my voice, everybody. Sean and Liz jump behind the bar. Um, You know, they set the bar on fire. He accidentally leaves the bullets up there. They start popping off. Ed makes it back behind the bar somehow. And they all dive down into the cellar. uh, You know, hoping that there's a a way to escape when they get out. Only to find that um, they can't open the door. Or they don't realize how to open the door at first. Um, and, uh, you know, they become trapped and, you know, Sean, finally, he's had all this like momentum for the whole third act of the movie, um, where he's finally just, you know, becoming 
you know, taking charge. And, um, you know, and he finally breaks down here. He feels like you know, he failed. Um, and he is a loser like everyone always thought he was. And, you know, that's when Liz explains to him, you know, trying is something. Like, mm-hmm. you attempted to be somebody and to do something and, and you failed and that's okay because you tried. Um, <clears throat> you know, which is one of the, <clears throat> which is one of like, you know, the points of the movie, like one of the many messages that the movie kind of touches on, mm-hmm. um, you know, is just, you know, showing up, trying, attempting like that counts. And, you know, sometimes as people, you know, you're going to fail and, and that's just how it is, but, you got to just keep trying and you know <clears throat> sometimes you get that win boy gosh my my throat's just fading away um so uh you know in this conversation um there seems to be this like reconciliation and then liz is like what makes you think i'm taking you back <laughs> because she's still like which makes me love liz all the more she's just like nah dog i broke up with you like (laughs) the apocalypse didn't change that yeah i said what i said um of course ed is like slowly dying yeah he was bitten and then they find the uh, switch that's going to open the the door to the cellar um and that's when you um that's when you get um that kind of last uh really nice moment with ed and um and sean because uh ed's decided to stay behind yeah they give him the rifle and he's gonna stay behind once the the zombies eventually get into the cellar he's gonna start you know taking them out and he tells him you know you know it's quite literally i i'll slow you down like I will literally slow you down the way I've been slowing you down your entire life. Like I'm a burden on you and you'll never leave me behind. And that's why you'll never move on, but I'll stay behind. Um, because that's, you know, that's how much you mean to me. Like I'll stay behind because you don't have the, you don't have the strength to leave me behind. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's a really, it's a really nice moment. And it's, and it's the other big thing that this movie is really all about and that's you know just growing up and like sometimes you gotta leave things behind and um you know this guy's been living in this college like fallout phase for several years and he just hasn't he just hasn't moved on at all um and so literally quite literally in this movie his entire past gets like stripped away from him like he literally loses everything his mom stepdad uh his roommate his best friend like literally just um you know let's go of all of that um and then Sean and Liz open the door and walk up the stairs into the horde of zombies just in time for the military to show up with Sean's ex <laughs> who's helping the military with her golf club yeah um <clears throat> and then um you know and then everybody uh everybody escapes mm-hmm. and the day is one yeah the day is one we jump ahead six months later um we have zombie reality tv shows the fun dead tv network 
<laughs> yep. Uh, Zombies from Hell is a show. Um, I like like the Maury type um, daytime show where she's just like, that's my husband and I still have sex with him. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the it's a world kind of moved on from this kind of crazy thing. And um, Sean and Liz are together and they're happy. And uh, Sean goes out to the shed and we see that he's kept zombie Ed kind of like a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lives out in the shed, which is funny because earlier in the movie, Pete said um, Pete was telling Sean to kick Ed out of the house. And he said he can live out in the shed if he wants to. Um, and so that's where Ed ends up. Zombie Ed ends up in the shed and Sean goes out there to play uh, video games with him. Um, and then that's, and that's the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is wonderful. I mean, I don't know if you can tell that from the last hour and a half of gushing over it, but I'm a big, big fan of this movie. It's so good. It's, it's way better than any, it, it should it has any right to be it's it's just so fucking good it's a it's a just a, it's a perfect confluence of material to execution to performance to and and coming out when it did right after dawn of the dead i don't you know this movie might have gone you know things are a little different now with streaming everybody has access to everything but um like a comedy from the UK didn't always get like a big presence um, in, in movie theaters here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was when it did come, it, it, it was in, you know, just, it was a very limited release. Yeah. And you know, so these types of things that do like big DVD numbers, but we were yet to hit like that streaming era. So we just didn't have access to everything like we do now, you know, um, so I think I think the I think it was just a perfect uh, alignment for that Dawn of the Dead movie to come out that made this movie such a success and got so much um, like uh, public exposure because people were just ravenous for zombies at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really it's just really endured, man. This is a really great movie. Like it's it's so well made. Um, I, I I just I, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty timeless too. Uh, you can play this, and you know, there's no focus on what uh, decade and shit it is. But I think it'll, I think it'll be around for probably forever. I think it'll be it be regarded as one of the best zombie movies ever. Yeah, it's it gonna really, be hard to top. It really is, and it's really hard to make like a comedy version of something and not spoof it in a way that like treats it disrespectfully you know what i mean like he made this really great zombie movie that also has a lot of really great comedy in it it's really hard to do that i think the only other one uh maybe return of the living dead yeah yeah i mean and you can throw night of the creeps in there too but like i don't know this i i I would put sean and return of the living dead on a higher level than that yeah, it's it's tough to do, man. It's tough to like make a joke out of it without making the joke at its expense. Mm-hmm. And and it's just uh, it's just so it's because everybody involved in this is just so talented. And it's just it's just a pure love for what they yeah. were doing. They yeah. gave a shit. You can tell with all the, <laughs> the subtleness and uh, just every scene of this movie. It's just that's, handled that's, with care. 
that's what it, that's how it works that's how you like tribute stuff you just like you sprinkle it in there and the people who love it will see it and they'll say thank you you don't say hey here's the reference here it is right here did you see it everybody there's the reference there's the thing you love there yeah. it is the guy that works at jurassic world is wearing a jurassic park t-shirt remember it's just so yeah you can tell like they love it and it's just, and the fans will will see it or they won't. And you watch this movie 20, 30 times, you're going to see something different every time. Mm-hmm. It's great. Kendall, I'm so glad you picked this movie. I love this movie so much. So good. Thank you. I I don't know why I don't watch this, make this an <coughs> annual watch. It's yes, been years since I've seen it. And uh, I'm going to try my hardest to at least get to it once a year. It's so fucking good. I bring it up with all of our other like spooky movies around Halloween and I always kind of back burner it because I'm like, yeah, but it's silly and and it's a great movie and I want to watch it. But if I don't get to it, that's okay. Um, And I I think it should be, I think it should be bumped up into a a more elite rotation for my, my holiday watching. Good stuff. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, I'm real dark. There were two oh. fart jokes. <laughs> there were. Two, two farts up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. Well, that was Shaun of the Dead. Sorry about the cough, everybody. I don't, it's just, I got this like, I have this like chest congestion. Dude, it's just the time of year. Everybody's getting colds and shit. And... Well, it's tickling. It's tickling the bottom of my throat. So I don't have a sore throat. It does not hurt, but it's just getting very dry. And it's like the congestion in my chest is like tickling. And so I keep having to like cough and it's just, a, it's a mess. So, and I don't have a mute button because of how we're recording. So sorry for all that. Um, that's Shaun of the Dead. We have one more. One more, one more horror comedy. Um, we uh, we won't be publishing an episode on the what day is that? The thirtieth, the the week after Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. The that Tuesday going to be a down week as we transition into December. But you know, we've all got family stuff to do. I'm sure for Thanksgiving. So, yeah, well, we're just taking a break. It's the holiday season. And we ain't young anymore. We can't do back-to-back shit anymore. Give us a break. We got a vast amount of material in the archives you can listen to on that Tuesday if you want. Yeah. And also, um, you know, in in the past, in the history of this show, go back and listen, we are all big talk about having holiday episodes ready, and then the holidays get here, and we're always just like, yeah, well. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) yeah i forgot that this is way busier than i thought it was so um you know holidays are up in the air we'll see what happens but um we are closing out our horror comedy uh limited series with um which by the way i didn't say the title of it but it's uh tcr does horror comedy or something Mm -hmm. um and we're closing it out with a big one doug tell the fine folks what our series finale is going to be next week well we're going with uh if you're going to talk horror comedies you got to go with the classic and uh i've had several people message me mainly miss laura who's been trying to guess the finale uh and she finally got it right 
it's been days and days. She's been throwing movies at me like crazy. I'm like, no. Nope, what before nope, you? Nope, nope. Before you reveal it, what were mm-hmm. some of the other guesses? Oh man, she said Ghostbusters, and I was like, no, that's, that's two a, on the nose. That's a good guess because I like before we started the series. Remember, I was just like, ooh. I, I don't know how I didn't connect that. Should we have done that? Oh no, it's the first thing I thought of, of course. But um, but being I, but being Ghostbusters and being it's Doug's favorite movie, I imagine you would like to save that for when we do yeah, do it. When it's we do be the episode where we we ever made. That's that's when we'll do it. <laughs> that's got to be a special one. So yeah, episode one thousand. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm blanking on the one that she uh, said. It was a bunch, but she said cool. Zombie Land and a couple other ones. And then I was like, it's so obvious um, that you're going to get mad at yourself when you finally realize what it is. And then hours later, she was all like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you got it. Well, she got it. And let's let the other folks know what it is. Mm-hmm. If you're going to talk horror comedies, you got to go with this one. We're going to go back to 1974 and talk about that Mel Brooks classic, Young Frankenstein. Ooh, boy. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Now, here's another one that I haven't watched in a long time, and I should be watching it more often. Um, it's been a while since <laughs> I've seen it, too. Yeah. So. I'm really excited to revisit it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yep. Uh, Young Frankenstein next week, closing out horror comedies. And then we are going to uh, reveal our uh, December series. December series, what we're closing out the year with. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, uh, I honestly, it just feels like not that long ago when we talked about hatchet and that was in january yeah and remember we were planning out 2021 and like in january we're like man we got everything figured out until like august and then we figured out the the other ones pretty quickly and i i just it's crazy that we're here like we're at the end of it yeah Uh, man this year flew by oh man well um next week young frankenstein reveal the december series um that's gonna be really exciting um i always love the holiday times when we record these um always gets a little extra wacky i think so uh gonna be a lot of fun let's uh shift gears into some horn shoe because i got some shoe to horn this week <gasps> um first of all <laughs> uh get excited because they're releasing an extended version of Halloween Kills. Um, oh right. And I... <laughs> Kindle more to love. Um, okay. I read the article, and apparently it's uh, like an extended final scene that got cut, and that's that's really it. That's the only thing. All right. <laughs> I'll fucking buy it. I own all the other ones. It'll go in my collection. Um, more money in the pocket of Judy Greer, who deserves the hell out of it. Yeah, why not? Um, did you see the uh, did you see the NECA um, creep show figure 40th anniversary? I saw, yeah, I saw a picture of it. Yeah, uh, when is it supposed to come out? 
Uh, I'm not sure. But oh, I saw the Halloween Kills Michael Myers figure the other day, and it it is it's probably one of the better Michael Myers figures they have out. Man, the 2018 Michael Michael Myers figure was amazing. Also, mm-hmm. um, I will say that of all the things I don't like about like the current Halloween uh, cycle that we're in, uh, it is not the design of Michael Myers. They're they're getting that right pretty consistently. Oh yeah, they're knocking that right on the head. Yeah, I mean that's I mean how hard is that? I, I just they had to have been watching ten movies for twenty years and just that think is the one like... thing that came out of the sequels. They watched those shitty sequels and they were like, at least we can do the mask properly. Yeah, it's like every one of those you watch, they just get worse and worse, and it's just like I don't know how could Hollywood not? Some of those had big budgets, like those dimension ones. They spent a lot of money on those. That was a problem with that. It looked like a it looked like a big time fancy mask that someone made, and it looked like it cost a lot of money, especially in Resurrection, where oh, yeah. the mask had like eyeshadow I, and shit yeah. on it. So weird! What a weird, so I, weird, so weird, so weird. Like I I don't know. They they didn't change the Jason hockey mask all that much. Like he'd get a like well for subtle while, changes, but for a while they were like messing it up. And then Jason yeah. X was a whole thing, but like even the reboot, you know, it's just it's a hockey mask. Like it might look a little different, but they were just like, now Michael's mask has to look completely different each movie and worse somehow. And give it Ben Stiller here this time. <laughs> Put James Con- All right, so you got your extended Halloween kills coming, everybody. Uh, Kendall, did you see the first images for Hocus Pocus 2? Because they've been released. No, I saw a promo. Uh, well, maybe that's what I mean. I saw a promo with Kathy and Jimmy, Bette Midler, and Sarah Jessica Parker with them mm-hmm. in, in costume. But Yeah, yeah that's it. I'm not... Look the same, just a little older. Yep, I mean, they look great. I'm really excited about it. I am too. I love Hocus Pocus. I'm excited about it too because, as you know, I'm not. I hate Hocus Pocus. I do. I am not a fan, but we watch it every year because it's in the family horror movie rotation. So, um, and you know, I have my, I have the moments I do like. Um, but ultimately, it's ultimately it's. not one of my faves, but I'm sure the second one will get thrown right into that rotation as well. And I'm a fan of tradition, if nothing else. So, uh, yeah, we watched that every, uh, we watch it multiple times in October, but Halloween night when the kids are done with all their trick or treating and unwinding, Hocus Pocus is on every year. It's on. It's on. Um, and the, uh, like the big news I saw today was the um, the new Predator movie. Oh yeah, Prey. Prey. So it was announced that it was going straight to Hulu, which made me nervous. Um, because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, to me, if to me if they thought it was going to make big money, they'd release it. But maybe you know, maybe people have a little bit of the Predator right, still. The, the Predator didn't. I don't think it did all that well. No, it didn't. And, they probably like people remember that. So even though I like the predator, but it's not, Oh, it's very watchable. Yeah. 
Um, so this new Predator movie um, is from uh, Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, he directed Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was very good. Mm. Um, the movie's called Prey. It's coming out on Hulu. It's coming out on Hulu next year. The film is set 300 years ago and follows a skilled Comanche Nation warrior who protects her tribe against a highly evolved alien predator. I'm 1000% down for that. That sounds dope. Oh, like, I'm totally and, down. I'm, ye- hopefully it doesn't suck. Yeah, I'm excited for it too, because I was just like, eh, new Predator movie stream, like, what can they really do? Oh yeah, this sounds like a real movie. Like, this sounds, it sounds badass, so... Fuck yeah, dude. Some Native American warriors fighting the Predator? Yes. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm totally down. Yeah, we I'm have all these opening like, day. Yeah, we <laughs> at my house on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, I'm already here opening <laughs> yeah, day, whatever right that now. is. Okay, I have it today, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty hyped about this, honestly. That's a great premise. Um, Who's writing it, did they say? Well, you know, I can Shane I can Black. Up, I can look it up while we're talking. I doubt it. Um, let's see. Predator Prey film. <laughs> let's see if we know who's writing this. <clears throat> I'm just I'm just pumped, man. I you know the Predator movies are like Frank Predator. Hmm. <laughs> Predator movies are like, you know, whatever. Um, I love the Predators. The original, the original, the original is amazing. Those first two are awesome. I love the second one, but it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty dramatic drop off. Um, but I, I mean, I still love it. I love Danny Glover fighting the wounded predator in the city setting. I think that's cool. Um, I didn't see, I didn't see, he is there. I didn't see Predators. It's, it's not bad. It's it's not good. But. And the Predator, I kind of feel the same way about. Like I'm like, it's you know, it's fun, but it's not. Predators is watchable. It's just it takes place on their home planet, which is it's the same thing, but it's just different setting. I guess that's the uh, original thing they did with it. But they've always kind of hinted at like the Predators have been here before, and they've like fought these great warriors. But we literally have never seen that. Now it sounds like we're going to. The, the um, best thing about the Predator is that it's built up to be this ultimate, unstoppable thing, and it's always stopped, and it always, <laughs> always loses. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see anything about who's writing this. Maybe that, maybe the same guy who's. Uh, Spoilers direct. for Predators for all Predator movies. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Um. Anyway, new Predator movie coming to Hulu. I'll check it out. Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Does sound sounds good. Um, all right, and let's close things out with a little bit of rants recommends. I got nothing. Y'all go ahead. I got a couple. Hit it. Hit it. Um, I'm not done with it, but I started Squid Game on Netflix. I wanted to avoid it just because of the, I don't know, I wanted to be contrarian, I guess. The hype. I guess, but uh, I'm liking it a whole lot. I have two episodes left, um, and yeah, I'm liking it. Squid Game. Um, I, I like it too. I don't think it's the greatest thing that ever happened to television, but I like it. And man, I tried um, 
because I, I just get distracted so easily and I miss subtitles so I have to like rewind it and watch again so I tried watching the, the English dubbed version it's just not the same you have to watch it yeah I can't with, do with subtitles yeah I can't do the dubbed either I was just Is like the dub real bad no it's, no it's really not bad it's, it's just, actually pretty good but it's just not right yeah uh, like those right. actors are really great and you just don't get that when oh, I totally understand that but I thought like maybe the, the dub was just so bad no it's really not bad like, I just... uh, let the right one in bad <laughs> no I just don't I just don't like watching like I have zero hang up about um about you know subtitles in a movie so you know what I've been thinking about too is <clears throat> you know there's like this growing wave of people who just like have subtitles on their TVs like all the time and like I just every time I go to somebody's house the subtitles are on on their TVs and people always like talk about it like I, you know, I want to watch this movie at home with subtitles on, so I know what they're saying, and that's just not something we ever do. But like, um, but also to be more like accessible to everybody, I, I wonder like when we will get um, like movies that are made in English with subtitles and like not just specific closed caption screenings, but like baked in. Know, yeah, like I, I'm curious to see when filmmakers just start putting subtitles in you know english-speaking movies um i think the main reason they do that is shit like hbo who go out of their way to make it all their sound for the fancy systems and all that stuff which the majority of people do not have in their home and you cannot hear any fucking lines of dialogue on any hbo thing because i suffer from that and i have to put my headphones on to watch anything so i can hear what the fuck they're saying Well, I was That's just, just me, though. I, I was just curious to see, like, if we get to a point where they, people are just like, yeah, I don't know, like, maybe maybe we should just put the words down here because people seem to be reading it anyway. And um, and then it would just make every movie more accessible. So something to think about, Hollywood. Give me a call. Are you going to write them out for them? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct their their English movie with subtitles. It's called Fartzilla. Let's go. <laughs> is it? Just, is your subtitles just some dude in the back of the frame holding up the poster while the, the yeah. scene's going on with the words? Yeah. Like that old Bob Dylan video where he's just holding up the things <laughs> yeah. and he's dropping the cards every time they speak because it's the next word. It's very, like, it's going to create a lot of jobs. They're going to have to be in every movie theater across the country. <laughs> waste a lot of paper <laughs> well maybe we'll find a more green way to do it um but but you know if i'm trying to make some money you know apparently the only way to make money is to destroy the earth so yeah let's chop those trees down and change my mind i'm in all right squid game i didn't mean to hijack that i was just thinking about yeah. subtitles. i'm, I'm really <laughs> got, glad you did that was i got i got takes on subtitles guys <laughs> <laughs> literally the only person that did <laughs> all right kendall what else you got i have also been watching on hulu a series called dope sick um i've heard about this oh I, isn't that with michael keaton mm-hmm. yes yeah, um, i've seen that um uh, when hulu comes on it pops up 
And it's got, oh, God. Uh, Rosario but, Dawson. Yes, and yeah. also Michael Sh- something, Schulberg. Shooter McGavin? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Shooter McGavin. <laughs> the guy that's in, uh, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He's in that Coen oh, Brothers movie, that a serious, serious man. man. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's great. So he's it's so like, good. it's a, it's a, just a dramatized, um, whatever series on uh, like the Sackler family, the Purdue Pharma, um, Oxycontin. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Scandal. Mm. Um, it's great. It's really good. And it's, um, it's just, it's like surprisingly great. Kind of like that Dr. Death series was that, that I watched several months ago. Um, this is kind of in the same vein. It's, it's really good. Dope sick on Hulu. Nice. Cool. And, um, it's um, episodes weekly. I think it's got two episodes left also. Mm, yeah. Two episodes. Nice. And that's all I got. Nice. Um, all right. Well, uh, Doug and I went to the movies last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw a special uh, anniversary. One uh, night only. One night only screening of the brand new director's cut of Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, which is an unnecessary subtitle. There's a lot um, of unnecessariness <laughs> with this. <movie. laughs> um, so I I remember reading this article uh, last year where Stallone's like, "I'm bored. I'm gonna I'm gonna like recut Rocky Four. and he's like, "I got this director's cut. It's gonna be 40 minutes longer." And I was just like, "Wow, that's nuts. I wonder if we'll ever see that." And then like two months ago, Doug sends me a link to an article about this one night only Rocky four showing of this special director's cut. And I'm like, you know, director's cut or not. Um, I've never seen, uh, you know, any Rocky movie on the big screen, except for the, the Creed movies. So um, uh, Rocky Balboa in the theater. I didn't. Ah, okay. Um, so I was just like, fuck yeah, let's go see Rocky four. So we went, um opened with a really you know fun <laughs> little talk with uh a live talk this is a live in via satellite or whatever that's right technology mm-hmm. um with stallone and uh ben mankowitz from um turner classic movies mm-hmm. and you know they're just talking about the new cut and like his kind of career like directing specifically the rocky films uh, which i'm just a huge mega fan of the whole rocky franchise um and then even like you know they even talked about like they offhandedly mentioned like he's been kind of workshopping and and pitching a uh like a streaming series which would be a prequel about young rocky like growing up in the 60s and stuff and i just leaned over to doug i was like god damn it i would watch that like that sounds Mm -hmm. good same especially if Stallone wrote it I feel like yeah this is probably gonna rule um so it, it's just a you know it's a really great franchise that I'm, I'm a big fan of and um Rocky Four is one of the most fun ones um and he talks about it and you know I, I really disagree with his whole thesis for for recutting this movie because he said yeah, he made that, a lot of sense when he was discussing it yeah he did and so he was like he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, we made this movie and uh, we made it too fun. Like, that's literally what he was getting at. He's like, 
we made it so flashy and everything was yeah, he literally he was like yeah it was the 80s and the <clears> thing to do was you know shoot everything like a music video and that's exactly what we did so i took all this shit out and gave it a more serious tone like the other rocky movies yeah which you know is fine now i'll say that the rocky for um uh director's cut is worth it like if you're a fan of rocky you should really check it out because the the apollo funeral scene i think is worth watching the whole thing because that's not in the movie at all Mm -hmm. originally and i i get what they were going for and and but i think they could have easily just fit that that funeral scene in there because apollo is such a important character in that universe um, but <clears throat> thanks to this uh, version of the movie, you do get to see it. Um, but, you know, he's like, he said it was the most popular Rocky movie ever, but he said we made it wrong. But I'm like, dude, the reason it's the most popular Rocky movie ever, ever is because people saw it and they were just like, this rules because it's 90 minutes of music video montages to great 80 songs and there's an awesome fight at the end. I mean, it's just... It's pure entertainment. It's just nothing but fun. It is pop art at its finest. And I was just like, dude, this is a great movie. So, you know, I kind of disagree with it because here's what I think. I think he could have added all that emotional stuff back into the movie and kept everything else the same, though. Mm -hmm. Like the movie was fine. Extending it, adding those extra bits would still have made it more dramatic without cutting all the things that I really liked about it. Um, and it's not anything big. I mean, uh, once they get to Russia, the majority of the movie is exactly the oh, same. Oh, is, there is something big missing. <laughs> oh, yeah, the robot. <laughs> the robot has been completely cut out of the movie. The whole first act of the movie is totally different. First of all, the first 20 mm-hmm. minutes of it are like a super cut of Rocky III. <laughs> the three. first 45 minutes of it are Rocky Three. <laughs> it's like a super cut of Rocky Three, And like every rocky movie every rocky sequel starts with like the like a five minute supercut of the movie before but just the final scene like it's just always like the last few minutes of the fight um and and then when the movie picks up like you know the continuation of the story (laughs) there was all like we're gonna show you rocky (laughs) three first yeah and then go into rocky four my ultimate cut of rocky four also (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so that happens but then like he added in this extra stuff with apollo which i like he added in this extra stuff with adrian which i like all you know all the extra stuff i liked it was really good but what i didn't like was there were scenes that were just like a little bit shorter like he would just chop like 10 seconds off the end of a scene a scene i've seen a million times in my life um and i all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, that little moment is gone. That little look is gone. That little, you know, uh, the, I don't know. It just was, it just felt really weird. Like he was just cutting stuff off. It, it felt extremely weird. Uh, like uh, the movie is longer, but it felt shorter. It, Dude, I, you were like, you were like, was this 40 minutes longer? Cause it felt like an hour shorter. Yeah, it did. It flew it by. Went by so fast. Yeah. And everything was, um, uh, like I was telling Caleb in the theater, all the cheesiness and the uh, goofiness he cut out of it is all part of the charm of Rocky Four. And with that gone, you just have this just super earnest fucking 
he's trying so hard to make it like Rocky one. Yeah. He is. And it doesn't work, but it's still not bad. No, it's still like I'm saying, if you, if you it's love Rocky, seen Rocky four, like, like me and Caleb have seen a million times. Rocky four is my second favorite Rocky. Yeah. And I've seen it a million times. It was just very jarring to see it completely different. Yeah. Like some of the music is different in some of the scenes. Uh-huh. Um, and like I said, like, you know, there's scenes that I just have memorized and all of a sudden, like, like two lines in the middle of the scene are missing. There's, oh, there's a perfect Dude, the, example. The, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's a perfect, <coughs> there's a perfect, oh my God, you should have gone first. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, the perfect example is the whole, this, the robot shit and Polly. It's oh, completely yeah. gone. That, um, that that's also set a tone for Polly throughout the entire movie. And with that gone, Polly is lost in this flick. Yeah. Like he's got these, like he's got the scenes at the table where he's like, hey, hey, you know, he's got, a, he gets a couple lines here and there, but like, you know, but like you could have completely cut Polly out of this flick. Yeah. And he wouldn't have been missed. Yeah. It's, it's really bizarre. Like what and you also, remember like about, said, um, with all the the robot and the the big fancy house and all of the the uh, excess was what gave this movie all its charm. Is you know the whole thing was Rocky didn't have anything else to prove, so he's blowing his money on shit. He's taking care of his family. Yeah, you cut all that out. It's just like, oh, Rocky's bored, so he'll fight somebody. I mean, with the, the more emphasis on Apollo's death is, uh, you know, the driving force behind that, like it was all along, but it it carries the, I don't know. It's just so weird not seeing all that shit in this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, he added a bunch back, but dude, he cut a lot. Like the whole thing, totally different. Like there's just weird little scenes that aren't there anymore. Like with, um, there's the scene where Rocky and his son are riding in the golf cart and he's like, uh, what do you want to eat for breakfast? And he's like, Wheaties. He's like, well, you want to eat Wheaties because they're the breakfast of champions or whatever. And like mm-hmm. that, that scene is not in the that movie. It's gone. Like, it's gone. And it's just weird. There's a scene. So one of the perfect examples I have, there's a scene where um, Drago's manager, the Russian guy, he's talking to the media. And, um, and he said, there's a line where he says um, something about, uh, it's a fact. And then a reporter goes, what's a fact? And then he goes, anything he touches, he destroys. But in the movie, they cut out the reporter part. So it just mm-hmm. like it said, uh, and th- and that's the fact. Anything he touches, he destroys. They cut out the part where like the, the interviewer no prompts. It's just like I guess he just didn't like the flow of it or something. Yeah, like why would you cut it? Just everything like so there's a there's a hundred little cuts like that in the movie where things just don't happen the way I'm used to them happening. And I'm okay with that, but I just I, I didn't I don't understand the choice to cut all that stuff. It was really weird to truncate things. Like I, I don't know. I, I get changing and, the whole first act, but like just cutting one or two lines out of scenes was really strange and um there's a lot at it with uh drago himself he has a lot more dialogue okay uh, they're trying to establish that you know he's just the russian propaganda machine and he was kind of doing all of this against his will but that doesn't really come across as clear as i guess he thinks it does yeah he said that in the thing and i was like oh wow i'm really interested to see how that works and then, like, there was just, like, a couple extra scenes, but, it, it, you know, there w- didn't really seem to be any torture for the Drago character to, like, mm-hmm. express that. 
I mean, he made he he said some more stuff, and he made like a face, like, "Man, I got a fart, but I'm gonna hold it in." That's Dude, about it. There's the line. There's the moment where he says, "The whole world will know my name," and then he says his name a few times, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" That that's why Rocky yells his name at the top of the mountain is because he stood in there and said his own name like that, and they were trying to mirror that moment. But since mm-hmm. they cut it originally, we just have Rocky yelling Drago for no reason. Yeah. And now it makes sense, but it makes even less sense. (laughs) I see what you were doing. I just don't (laughs) like it. Yeah. So anyway, the point is it's streaming on Amazon Prime now. So you can go Mm -hmm. watch. You don't have to go to the theater. You can go watch um, Rocky for Rocky versus Drago. Um, And I think you should. I think it's a really interesting text. Um, it's still a great movie yeah it's, I, it's, you know we had um it's a complete george lucas yeah it really is you you go in to watch this movie and I, like i've said before this is my second favorite rocky movie and i i know it really well and it's super jarring seeing all the shit gone all the shit at it it's it's the same movie yet completely different and well um, here's, a, here's I, a, go, go ahead. ahead no you go ahead Here's the thing I respect about it is like, he's like, Hey, I'm going to go in and change my movie. And he didn't just like throw in some CG stuff. Like he completely, like he took a big swing and mm-hmm. changed the entire I mean, shit that he cut out off the floor and put it back in there. Yeah. Like he, he took a big swing on that. And so I, I respect it. And I don't, I, don't, oh, yeah. I thought it was good. Um, I just prefer the Rocky Ford that we already had same and that's you know because we're biased as well we've yeah. known all these years for 35 fucking years and now he's just going to change it on us yeah but it's, with all that said uh it's still a good movie and you should check it out if you want a more if you always watch rocky four and are like man i wish this was serious well, <laughs> yeah he heard you yeah and he delivered um yeah it I, was know, cool. I always saw rocky four serious it's just having a little fun because he was about to get out of the boxing game Dude, he's talking about all these things that he sees in Rocky Four as a negative, and I'm just like, yeah, that's why Rocky Four rules like, ass. Yeah, like, what are you talking it. about? The, the, right oh. when the movie was over, that woman behind us goes, swing and a miss. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, yeah, dude, Rocky Four is great. Um, I, it's just if you're uh, a big Rocky fan, watch the new cut and just. Uh, just take it in. It's an experience. I'll probably never revisit it. Yeah, I probably. Won't uh, I'm gonna go watch the original cut. Yeah, but uh, hats off to him. You know, he made the movie that he wanted to make. Now, yeah. And I'm I'm excited about the Rocky prequel series. I hope he gets that off the. That's ground. not confirmed yet. That's just an no. idea he has flowing. Yeah, and and I I assume he wouldn't be talking about it unless he was creating some buzz for it. So. And and look, I love Sylvester Stallone. He's made a lot of movies that mean a lot to me. But I and he's and he's he speaks really passionately about like his art. Um and and you can tell it comes from like a real artistic place. But when he was talking about the Rocky series, he said, "Hey, I saw Cobra Kai on Netflix and people like that." And I was like, uh, "This could work." <laughs> I was just like uh, he he, he, he talked about that. Then he talked about like how the <laughs> Halloween films and yeah. how nostalgia is in right now. So he's just kind of cat. Yeah, and he was just like, "Holy shit!" He I also really... flat out said that uh, Rocky Five sucked. 
I I really appreciated that. Uh-huh. Um, because Rocky Five just doesn't work. And it's it's got it's trying to do something, but it's just it's a big flop. So um, and this is this is the time of year I watch Rocky anyway. I, I watch Rocky around Thanksgiving every year, and then that'll lead to me watching Rocky two, and then of course three and four. So, and then I throw Creed in there. I think Creed is fucking uh, is top I'm shelf. I'll watch that top shelf Rocky film. Um, is right up there with Rocky for me. So, um, so are you recommending people check out the new Rocky Four? Yeah, I think I think you I think you should. I think if you're a super, I'm gonna go fan, back and add that to my recommends list too. Because um, I mean, we're big Rocky fans, so it meant a lot to us, and it was. But I, I want to know, who, like the casual fan, if you've never seen Rocky Four and you watch this this cut the first time, please let us know what you think. Oh yeah, carpenterandspotted@gmail.com. I yes, I would like to get the perspective of someone who watched this. Watch the first or, one, then watch the fourth one. Actually, yeah. watch watch the first four, but instead of the original cut, watch the new cut of four, and yeah. then let us know. Oh, the the other thing they changed the they used a different line reading for uh, the the big speech at the end. Yeah, he's like, because if I could change, and you could change. Maybe everyone could change. Like he kind of shrugs it off, and I'm like, "What happened to the big? Then maybe everyone." Yeah, it wasn't. Like- it wasn't. Uh, I I guess he was going for the, you know, the more normal read, wow. because you know the original one is just so kind of over the top and yeah, like it's the big, for a movie. Yeah, but the the new one is just like a tired man delivering a line before he goes to sleep. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. I think if you're a Rocky Four fan, you you need to check it out just to see like this alternate kind of kind of take on it. But um, yeah, I had fun. Also, I was I told you I was shocked and pleased with the amount of people that turned out on a Thursday night to watch. Fuck, Rocky there was a lot Four. of people there. That was every time we go to we go to these special screenings. <clears throat> it's like an anniversary f- showing of a film. <laughs> it's me, uh, me and Doug and one other and, guy. May, <laughs> it was just a sleep. Maybe in there. five people tops. Like, uh, we went, uh, me and my entire family went and saw the original Ghostbusters a couple Fridays ago. Um, and there wasn't a lot of people in there and I didn't look for there to be, but man, you show Rocky four and one of their mom will fucking show up. Dude, that movie resonates with people for, it is 90 minutes long and it's a music video nonstop and it's awesome. Like it's a great movie. And the new cut is 60 minutes long. (laughs) Somehow. Somehow. (laughs) And 55 minutes of that is Rocky three. Yeah. So anyway, yep. Check that out. Um, and, and, and that's all I got folks. All right. Well, anybody got anything else to add before I close it down? Oh, I got some out of context show notes real quick. Uh Oh, <gasps> uh, and I'll see if you guys can pick up on the theme here. Okay. Hell, I'll eat a white tree. Hell, I'll try some of this haunted broccoli and boo broccoli. <laughs> cauliflower. All cauliflower. <laughs> boo broccoli. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Doug. Well, tell, tell the fine folks where they can hit us up. All right. Well, you can hit us up at carpenterrantspod at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Just search the Carpenter Rants podcast and like us and follow us and all that good horse shit. We'd greatly appreciate it. 
We're also on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and pretty much anywhere you want to hear a podcast, we're there. Uh, apparently, apparently Amazon Music has podcasts now, like Audible or something, because I've noticed in our, um, I've noticed in the like analytics or whatever that people are streaming it through Amazon Music now. Oh, well, good on you. How's that treating you? Let us know at carbonrancepod at gmail.com. Yep. Um, like us, subscribe to us, write a positive review if you feel so inclined to do that. If you're on a platform that does that, yeah, give us a follower and a holler. Yeah, share it, let other people know. What'd you think of Rocky Four, the new one? Let us know, man. Um, all right, folks. Well, next week we're closing down our horror comedy or something, uh, series with Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to take a week off for Thanksgiving, spend with our families, and then we're going to be back in December. Oh, our... December's going to be fun. We're going to Des... let you know what we're going to be covering next week. Yeah, next week we're going to drop that, that December series, and uh, it's going to be a December to remember. Uh... <laughs> I coined that phrase. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We've been the Nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. <gasps> Keep on ranting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify. Spotify.